You're listening to the Armchair Psychologists Podcast. So, Sochal, I have an Am I the Asshole here. It says, would I be the asshole if I brought my own food to a vegan dinner party? And this person writes, so I've been invited to a vegan household for a dinner party. Of the total people going, six of nine aren't vegans. Anytime a meal is hosted elsewhere, we have two meals, one vegan and one not. So everyone can enjoy what they like. Not here, though. This is a strictly vegan household. No cooking meat products on the barbecue, no cheese, no eggs, no fish. I get not wanting to cook meat on their barbecue. I have an entire section of my grill sectioned off for vegan, gluten-free cooking. I found out what they are making for everyone. I'm allergic to mushrooms, and they know it, and their main course is a portobello steak. It feels on Mm. purpose. I would feel disrespected as a host if a guest brought their own food to my dinner party. Then again, I try really hard to make sure everyone has options for them at mine. So would I be the asshole if I brought a George Foreman and some burgers to cook up outside? Okay. Um, I actually. Okay, it's a little precarious. Wait, what's his relationship? Did I miss that? What's his relationship to these people? Are they just friends or? I think they're just friends, right? They're going to a dinner party. He's been uh, he or she has been invited to a dinner party. I'm guessing he because he has a George Foreman grill. But uh, okay. Yeah. Oh wow, Jack, showing your prejudice is. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. Um, So I think. I think this is kind of a, this is just weird. I I don't think there's anything wrong with bring your, bringing your own food to the dinner party. I don't actually think there's anything wrong with that. And I personally would not be offended if someone did that mm. at my dinner party. Um, I cook spicy food sometimes and like not everyone, I do like to ask and I try to make options for every person. But if someone said they'd rather just bring their own food, I wouldn't care. Or if someone just showed up with their own food, I really wouldn't care. It's not something that would offend me. Um, because I simply couldn't care. Does that make sense? I feel like they have their own reasons for it. It's not something to be offended about. Yeah. However, yeah. Okay, go ahead. There is because they, however, someone showing up like with a whole grill and like grilling meat <laughs> at a vegan household. I don't know. I think maybe the better option would be to just grill the burgers beforehand and bring them over and ask if it would be okay to heat them up in the microwave or something. Yeah, I mean, I, they sound, everybody, there's like a lot of assholes just kind of floating around here in this uh, particular dinner party. Um, I'm like, they didn't just communicate with each other and say, hey, you know, I'm allergic to mushrooms, so is there something I can bring and would it be okay if I brought it? Like, why don't people just talk to each other? <laughs> well, it seems like they know, it sounds like they knew that, um, they, they knew that the person's allergic to mushrooms, but they just went ahead and decided to do portobello steaks anyway. Which to me is kind of an asshole move. It's like if they're going to do that, why, why, why is the option not going to the dinner party, not on the table? It's just like it sounds yeah, like too much trouble. If you have to bring your own grill and your own burgers and set up like a basically a a mirror meat party in the backyard that's that's separate from the actual dinner party that you're supposed to be attending, it seems like a lot of trouble to go through. It's, it seems like there maybe is a lot of. Uh, a lot of thumb, you know, thumbing at their nose, uh, thumbing uh, their nose at each other. Like, I'm going to I'm going to 
cook the food that you're allergic to, oh no, I'm going to show up and I'm going to cook burgers right at you. And there's like a, a kind of battle of the burgers happening. Very strange. Yeah, it's like, well, and also he says like that they know that he's allergic to mushrooms or this person says that they know that. But it's like, do they, are you sure they didn't forget or like, and now are you just hurt? And that's why you want to do this big show of bringing your own George Foreman and grilling meat at their house. Like, yes. like a, why are you being so extra? <laughs> I personally, I would just like communicate and be like, hey, there's nothing for me to eat there. So can I bring some food? And then I'd probably just make the food ahead of time and bring something I could heat up there or that could be eaten like cold or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you, if the guy wants to, uh, I'm assuming it's a guy wants to do this like passive aggressive thing, then why doesn't he just sit down at the table and then when they put this nice, expensive portobello steak on there, just pull it off the bun, throw it on the side of your plate, say that you're allergic, and just make a big show of it, of how sad you are that you don't get to enjoy the main dish. Because that's, that's a more, you know, pity, like, a, just throw it, throw it like a, instead of a pity barbecue, just have a pity party right there at the table. I don't know. It just seems it's like a lot of effort these people are going through just to kind of show the other person how hurt they are. It's it's really it's strange. Like weird. I don't understand this behavior. I'm like, why don't you just communicate with each other like adults? It's just like a weird thing. And they just sound like frenemies, you know, like not real friends, but frenemies. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just weird. And it almost sounds like a sitcom situation and not like a real life thing and how people really interact with each other. Yeah. Because even so, even in a sitcom, if the person brought their own grill to a barbecue, it, it's it's so over the top and stupid. And just have a barbecue at home. Why, why are you driving? Like some, this sounds like a situation from The Office. Have you watched that? Yeah, sure. Of it course. It sounds like something yeah. Michael would do in the office. Yeah, right. Or like right. Andy or something. Like, just yeah. sounds so, it's like, oh, God. I, so, yeah. I don't think, I think it's an everyone sucks here situation, potentially, where it's either an everyone sucks here situation or, yes, you're being an asshole. It just sounds like everyone's kind of an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're not being like, they're not full-blown assholes. They're just, uh, you know, they're just being, I, everyone kind of sucks. I think that's where I'm yeah. going to, going to, uh, everyone sucks here. Plant yeah. my flag. I, yeah. Everyone sucks here too. Okay. So everyone sucks. All right. All right. So, so, so here's another, am I the asshole from Reddit? And it says, am I the asshole for ruining precious childhood memories? Well, we have to read more to find out here. I wanted to pour a new walkway from the end of our driveway, which terminates in our front yard by the sidewalk around the house to our backyard, where we have a nice little garden and gazebo set up. Oh, gazebo. Fancy. There are a lot of kids and stroller moms and dads in our neighborhood. Some children saw the wet concrete drying and stuffed sticks and rocks into it, and some carved their initials in as well, along with their palm prints. Well, I was not thrilled. I dug out the debris, then smoothed the concrete back over and put up a sign reading, please do not disturb, drying. A mom I'm usually friendly with, said I was a mean old curmudgeon 
who was ruining precious childhood memories for the kids who may want to go back and look at their initials and palm prints one day and reminisce. Someone else took my sign down, I noticed the next day. It was lying in my yard by the birdbath, far away from where I'd placed it. Am I really the asshole for this? It's my private property. These aren't my kids. What? Where was it? Um, cement. Where was the cement? It's a walkway from the end of our driveway, um, which terminates in our front yard by the sidewalk around the house to our backyard. So it's on their property. Yeah. No, I don't think they're being an asshole. It's it it is something I'm sure we all did as kids. Um, but at the same time, it's like annoying to have these big divots where kids put their hands or whatever in the <laughs> right. cement and like their initials, and it, you're just not required to let other people's kids do whatever they want on your private property. And that might make me sound curmudgeonly, but I just feel like if we if you can't be respectful of someone else's property, then that's then you are being an asshole. That's exactly what I think too. It's like, um, I mean, you could make the same argument in a museum, you know, Oh, just let yeah. the kids touch the, the sculpture because they're, they're learning and their brains are young and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just think like this lady, uh, I, yeah, these people bug me because I would love, why don't they, if you, your kid can, put their palm print in my sidewalk, then uh, my kid can carve his initials in the side of your house. You know, her kids can trash someone else's property. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not us. I don't think we agree with that. So, right. Right. You know, if she, if she really wants the kids to have, I, I guess the funny thing is to me about it was that the precious memories were literally like a day old, like they're, you know, it's it's she's already fast forwarded uh 20 years into her future and she's imagining this this future where her kids are going to be coming back and looking at the cement and reminiscing it's just it's such a fantasy in her head like the whole thing the whole situation is is playing in this woman's brain basically on a loop yeah. and yeah. and she's getting mad at this guy for ruining memories that haven't even happened yet that haven't even been made yet. And it's because I put my, my hand in a lot of cement and I never went back and, and looked at I know. it. I, was be, I literally was about to say that as I'd be like, I don't think that's like an end all be all for childhood memories. Like you might remember putting your hand in the cement, but the physical representation probably won't matter at all. And um, the way the social media is nowadays, kids don't even like have, their memories don't even operate the same way ours used to, to be honest. Like, <laughs> right. They're, they might go back to like a website that they remember visiting when they were, you know, that age and have, have, you know, nostalgic feelings. It's probably just, I think it's just like an excuse for, she's like mad. She's not able to do what she wants. And it's just like an excuse for being able to do whatever you want in a way. Like you're just justifying it because you don't get to do what you want. So now there has to be a reason that you should be able to do what you want. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's adult entitlement kind of uh, that, 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 yeah, that personality type. 
Yeah, I just wonder, I, I just, this lady is really fascinating to me because I wonder if she like went back to her childhood home and someone had covered over the cement uh, handprint that, that she had made when she was a kid or something. She seems very sensitive about uh, cement related uh, nostalgia. So, so is she, uh, is he the asshole or not the asshole? Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Same. I agree. I agree. All right, so here's our last Emma the Asshole for this episode. We have Emma the Asshole for not letting my friend bring her support dog to my wedding. I, 27-year-old female, am getting married to my long-term boyfriend, Dan, 29-year-old male, in four weeks. It's not going to be a super expensive or crazy wedding because we aren't about that kind of thing. And we're saving for a down payment for our first house. But I'm so excited to get to spend the rest of my life with this dork. The problem is that my friend Maddie, 26-year-old female, wants to bring her support dog, Hans, a two-year-old male. Uh, I like Hans. He is really cute, and Maddie loves him so much. She got him when he was a puppy because she has diabetes, and he can tell when her blood sugar is spiking or something, and he keeps snacks in a pouch that he has on his back. (laughs) I guess. Okay. Never mind. All right. I've never seen him do this, but she says that he is totally specially trained and she spent $2,000 on him. She's worked at home pretty much since she got him. So I don't know how well socialized he is. And I haven't seen him in a large group of people. The thing is that my uh, FMIL Future mother-in-law, future mother-in-law. Future mother-in-law, thank you. Okay. My future mother-in-law doesn't like to be around dogs. It's not an allergy. She just has had a bad experience with a dog once when she was younger and needed stitches, and now she's afraid of them. I've seen her around dogs, and she gets really scared and shaky and needs to get away from the dog. She didn't really like me when uh, Dan and I started dating, and so I'm really afraid of making her not like me again, especially since we live in this hometown and... My family is a thousand miles away. Maddie promises me that Hans is really well behaved and won't run off, uh, run at my future mother-in-law and she won't need to be near him at all. She says that she needs Hans because what if she goes into a diabetic shock? But sorry to laugh about that. Uh, But I told her that my future sister-in-law is an ER nurse, so she would be okay. And my future sister-in-law would, uh, could be like Hans for the night. I mean, maybe she could even carry a little snack pouch on her back, too. Also, there are a lot of little kids, and Hans is a big dog. I haven't seen him around kids before, so I don't know if he will be okay with them. I asked Dan if he could talk to his mom, but he said that if Hans comes, his mom will walk out of the wedding, and she's his mom, and she should come first. I really want to make Maddie happy because she's one of my best friends here, but when I told her that Hans couldn't come, she got really mad at me, and accused me of putting my future mother-in-law's baby fears, as she calls them, before her life. So, am I the asshole? Okay. Um, yeah, I think that this person is asshole. I think, okay, I think Maddie shouldn't have called the mother-in-law's fears baby fears because yeah. I've been scared of dogs at some point, but I think she was just mad because it's the whole situation is really ridiculous. I think like there's an alternative situation where the mother-in-law could have just been kept kind of separate from the dog. 
like the seating could have been set up and they could have just been like, hey, can you, you know what I mean? Like they could have maneuvered it and worked around both people. Um, It's obvious that Maddie actually needs a dog and it's just really shitty to be like, you can't bring your dog that could save your life because it's an inconvenience to my mother-in-law. And also the mother-in-law just sounds like a horrible person to begin with. Yeah, this is very fascinating because I have a a very different interpretation, but my my feeling is like, first off, is that a thing? Can dogs smell your high blood pressure? This is no, it's diabetes. Or blood sugars? Yes, they can smell the diabetes. This is a thing. The dogs are actually specially trained. My sister doesn't have diabetes or anything, but she has a support dog. And they're like, they're specially trained to do all sorts of things. And depending on what you get them for. And so there are ones that are specially trained for diabetes. And they do have these special snacks because otherwise you can go into like a diabetic coma if your sugar, yeah. if you got like a spike or something. Um, so it is life threatening. And people do have these support dogs for that reason. Okay, that's interesting because it sounded fake to me. It, it doesn't sound, seem like a real thing. Like in her mind, oh, well, it, it was like thing. a. Okay. Um, does that change your Does that change your perspective? Well, it should because I just got diagnosed with pre-diabetes uh, a couple of days ago. With pre-diabetes? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did that happen? Oh my gosh! Yeah. So uh, well, it's my family. You know, I'm on cholesterol medication, and uh, so oh, yeah, yeah, family history of yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I guess I need one of those dogs. I mean, isn't there like a needle you can prick your finger or something like that and just check your you insulin levels? You can take levels? your blood sugar, but um, for people with like severe cases, it's just way easier for your dog to like monitor. I'm going to Google this cause, so that we're not just talking out of our asses on yeah. a really important subject. Let me... I'm really interested Let's... because I've actually... I've never heard of this before i mean i I guess maybe i had heard of it but i just thought it was kind of a silly thing and and dismissed it however now that you're saying that this is a real thing then uh, now i'm i'm kind of uh i want to backtrack on that a little bit it says a diabetic alert dog is an assistance dog trained to detect higher low levels of blood sugar in humans with diabetes and alert their owners to dangerous changes on blood glucose levels there's some videos here of a woman with type 1 diabetes whose alert dog saved her life. So, and Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that it sounded ridiculous, the little little backpack with snacks on it, but now... It's a real thing, I mean, yeah. I it's like Shaggy and stuff. Scooby. Like, literally... <laughs> Is that what the the is that what uh, so Scooby was maybe a diabetic uh, uh, comfort dog or something like that? Um. All right. So now that now that we've established that it's a real thing, I feel like maybe I have to change my opinion a little bit. I still think that like the mother-in-law has a has a legit argument because I know I've known people that were bit by dogs, and then a a, pho- a dog phobia is no joke. Yeah. Okay. So I've been attacked by my parents' dogs several times. So like I directly speak from experience. I was really scared of dogs for a long time because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But my feeling is I'm not going to stop someone with a specially trained support dog and a disability from having their support dog around because I'm scared of dogs. I would probably just be like, hey, why don't they sit on the one end and I'll sit on the extreme opposite end. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I think what what I think what you're saying is like a little bit of reasonable uh, behavior by both groups would yeah. would you know it's like uh, I I don't think Maddie should be should should be like I'm gonna you know not only am I going to the wedding but I'm I'm gonna march this dog right down the aisle you know it's the ring bearer or something like that you know I don't which I don't think she's saying that but. It, it does sound like she's like, I'm. I, if my dog is coming to this wedding, it's my plus one. Like, I'm, you know, there's nowhere I can't go. And I think that. I think it's fair. Like, I don't think she can go to the wedding without the dog because she, like, depends on the dog to save her life if he's, like, specially trained to save her life. So I think it's fair to say, like, I can't go anywhere without this dog. And if I can't bring my dog, I can't go to the wedding. I think that's. Yes. I think it's there. But I, I also I just think the mother-in-law sounds unreasonable as a person to me because she didn't like the OP and the OP is which means original poster. Right. The OP is scared of making the mother-in-law dislike her again, which to me just screams like you're an unreasonable person and you're like a miserable person. I would not want to have people scared of me disliking them. Yeah, that's a good point, too. It's yeah, weird. It's like, you're kind of convincing me to change my mind a little bit. Well, <laughs> I still think, I mean, I, okay. If I'm being completely honest, I I still think like Maddie is a little bit of a snowflake because like the, uh, the sister-in-law is an ER nurse. So technically she could have like gummy bears in her pocket with a, you know, with a needle, some insulin, you know, she could help. But, but if the dog is, is really designed to save her life and to, uh, smell her, uh, blood sugars, I guess, um, or whatever they can do sense the the spike or or uh depletion of, of insulin then you have to have the dog there and it would be the same as like a seeing eye dog or something like that like there's no you wouldn't yes. tell a blind friend oh no you can't bring your seeing eye dog that's what i mean like yeah. that's exactly what i mean like yeah. you would not do this to a disabled person which essentially maddie's suffering from disability so it's like you how could a life or death situation life or death disability if you wouldn't tell a blind person you can't bring your dog it's just like it's so stupid to me to be like to be like hey maddie like you can't you can't bring your dog, which could save you from a life or death situation because my mother-in-law is scared of dogs and she can't have it in herself to just sit far away from your dog. Yeah. I, but there's, there's a, like, I, I think there's a shame level too. That's like, it's like not all, all uh, disorders are equal. Right. So it's like a blind person. You say, well, you can't see, you know, they're, they're not able to see. But a, a, a person with diabetes, like you're, you're not able to, you know, your pancreas is not working at a hundred percent, creating enough okay, insulin. A blind person is not uh, in a life or death situation if they don't bring their dog most of the time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, However, that's a good point. Yeah. A person with diabetes would be in a life or death situation potentially and not have their dog there. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. You know, okay. You make a, you make a, a hell of a good argument. I mean, I can't really uh, deny that. Um. Okay, so we're going to say, um, I guess I'm going to say uh, Maddie. Uh, sorry, I'm going to say, yes, you are slightly the asshole. Yeah, maybe slightly the asshole. I think 
I think you're slightly the asshole. And I think your mother-in-law is like a little bit of an asshole. I think Maddie responded poorly. So I think it's like slightly everyone sucks here. Just slightly everyone sucks here. There's just, yeah, there's just like, uh, there, yeah, it's it's kind of a, a wedding with a lot of floating assholes around. But it's not, they're not like full-blown, you know, assholes. No, they're just like. Yeah. They're they're just not being super adult about it. I think yeah. Maddie's probably the least assholeish of all of them, despite that she responded like not favorably. But yeah, I think she's right to be pretty upset because I would be. Um, I think the OP and the mother-in-law, you know, are slight assholes. Um, and they just need to be adult and realize you can. Not everything's black or white. There's so much gray that you can maneuver around and accommodate everyone. That that's the trend that I'm noticing. Just in, like this, our podcast that we're doing here, the uh, by reading "Am I the Asshole?" Reddit threads is that, or Reddit posts is that it, it it's people that are unable to find nuance in anything. It's it's all like yeah. black and white. So strange. They have no communication skills. Yeah, they don't have nuance. They're not willing to accommodate or like you know just give in a little bit to let someone else to accommodate someone else and then they can give in a little bit to accommodate you like they just don't understand that that's the way the world could work to quote uh the big lebowski it's it's uh when the lebowski says to uh walter you're not wrong walter you're just an asshole i mean that is so true right <laughs> a lot of people yeah. are just like okay fine you're right but do you want to be right or do you want to just get along with people it's like yeah. a lot of people just want to be right and so, yeah, yeah. a lot All of people right. just right. Yeah, well, that was good. We uh, we hit three uh, uh, three posts from uh, from Reddit, and uh, I think that'll take us to the end of the podcast. Um, yeah, check us out on all the major platforms. We are the Armchair Psychologists, Jack and Social. All right, we'll see you send next us time. An email, yes. Send us you know, right? Yeah, send us an email at thearmchairpsychologists at gmail.com. Yes, it is uh the armchair. Is it the armchair? Armchair psychologist. I'm not sure. You made I'll the email. Tell you in a second. <laughs> yeah. Armchair psychologists at gmail.com. No the. So armchair psychologist. I think the armchair psychologist was already taken at gmail. Okay. Someone armchair beat us to the punch at there. gmail.com. Yeah. All right, everyone, we'll see you next time. And yeah, email us any personal situations if you want, um, your opinions on our takes, um, any good links that you want us to cover. Yeah, see you guys next time. All right, bye-bye. Bye. The species called man does have any relationship with God because he alone is able to undo God's work. I don't say he does it maliciously or on purpose. Just that as other creatures were endowed with the instinct to survive, we seem to have been endowed with the instinct to destroy. I think I could turn him without him. They do not lie to me, they are. They do not make me sick.